Hey everyone, Emma here and I am back after a bit of a hiatus. I've been working on some really cool projects and just enjoying life post lockdown. But I am so excited to welcome to you to the next season of the podcast. So each week I'm going to be releasing some solo episodes and interviews with some amazing guests covering all things self-development, productivity, procrastination and perfectionism, all that good stuff. But first, I just wanted to let you know about a few little changes around here. So you might have noticed in your podcast player that the podcast is now simply called The Progress Podcast. And that's because we're in the middle of a little bit of a rebrand, a little bit of a reinvention, and I can't wait to share more about that with you guys. Um, for the last few years, I've kind of felt like we've been outgrowing the name of Girl in Progress. So we're growing up a little, we are pivoting a little to focus on helping smart, scattered women, not girls, uh, design their dream lives, master their minds and reach their full potential. So lots of cool stuff happening around here that I cannot wait to unveil. But for now, I just wanted to let you know that you might hear me refer to the podcast as the progress podcast, a girl in progress or a day in progress, depending on what episode you're starting with. But they are all the same podcast, just in different stages of evolution. Okay, so now with all of that out of the way, I hope you enjoy the episode. I was recently diagnosed with ADHD at the age of 29 and one of the most surprised reactions I got from the people around me when I told them was like really but you're one of the most productive people I know and while it's true that ADHD means your brain does function in a slightly different way to people who are perhaps a bit more neurotypical and the people with ADHD typically struggle with things like executive function, organization and planning. I personally believe that I am productive because of my ADHD and not in spite of it. In today's video, I just wanted to share a little bit more about my journey of getting diagnosed with ADHD. Um, clear up some of the biggest misconceptions that I see around about ADHD because there is a lot of them and also share some of the lessons that I've learned about what it means to be productive along the way. So the first thing I want to talk about is what actually is ADHD because although I know it's starting to be talked about a bit more in mainstream media, especially on TikTok, which is awesome. I think there's still a bit of a misconception or people associate it with that naughty, disruptive boy throwing pencils around the classroom. ADHD stands for Attention Deficit Hyperactivity Disorder. And it's a neurodevelopmental disorder that normally starts in childhood. Actually, I think it has to be have started in childhood for you to be diagnosed with it. Uh, but it often persists well into adulthood. It's not a mental illness per se. I think that is one big misconception about it. But it is pretty common for it to be comorbid with some things that are mental illnesses like anxiety, borderline personality disorder, and OCD, especially when it slips under the radar and doesn't get diagnosed um, as a child. Scientists can't say conclusively yet what actually causes ADHD. 
They do know that it's due to differences in the anatomy and the function of the brain and that it is highly genetic. So it has about 75% heritability. Just for reference, height is about 95% heritable and intelligence is only about 55% heritable. So that is an extremely high genetic factor. Being exposed to alcohol and cigarettes and other teratogens while in the womb uh, head injuries and exposure to trauma throughout the childhood can also exacerbate it. There's actually a couple of different types of ADHD. So there's the inattentive type, which used to be called ADD, but is now known as inattentive ADHD. That's the type that I have. This is a person who is really easily distracted, constantly losing things, struggles with organization, always daydreaming, head in the clouds, that kind of stereotype. Then there's the other type, which I think is the one that people more commonly think of when they think of ADHD, and that's the hyperactive type. So that is that kid or adult who can never sit still, seems like they're kind of driven by a motor, always fidgeting, struggles to stay on task, uh, often the one distracting others in you know the classroom or office although that is a little bit of a stereotype and then you can be a combination of the inattentive and hyperactive type but kind of across the board adhd is really characterized by issues with executive function which is the skills controlled by a part of the brain called the frontal lobe so that affects things like memory planning, focus and organization, and then impulsivity, which I believe is controlled by a part of the brain called the amygdala. One thing to know about ADHD is that it does present quite differently in women. And I think for this reason, it's extremely underdiagnosed because women and girls are really socialized to be kind of small, quiet, and as unproblematic as possible. Uh, of course, you know, that, that is changing, but a lot of us were still brought up, you know, with remnants of that sort of attitude. And I think for this reason, females are more likely to kind of internalize the behaviors that ADHD presents and kind of take them out on ourselves. So for me, all the signs were there as a child, like I was quite creative and clever and academic, but I was also constantly making silly mistakes in assignments or tests, like my report cards always said makes careless mistakes. I was always losing things. I mean, I still am. I've gone a lot better with it. Uh, and leaving fruit to rot at the bottom of my school bags, which my mom was not very impressed by. Due to a few life experiences like being bullied at school, I kind of retreated inwards a bit. And because I had pretty high standards for myself, my parents had high standards for me, and I think I just subconsciously thought... I just need to be better. I just need to try harder than other people, uh, even when my brain doesn't seem to want to cooperate. And I did. And my ADHD, I think it really sort of manifested in perfectionism and people pleasing. So by the time I was diagnosed, I was already obsessed with productivity. So I was writing about it, talking about it, coaching on it to my clients. And that was because I'd already spent years crafting an approach that worked for me personally uh, in terms of not only filling in some of those gaps in the focus and attention that I had but also making the most of some of those superpowers that I now realize were related to my ADHD. In this video I wanted to share four of the most powerful lessons that ADHD has taught me about productivity. Whether you have ADHD, you think you might have ADHD but you haven't been formally diagnosed 
or you don't have ADHD, but you still struggle with focus and motivation because you have a normal human brain. I think these are things that can really help all of us get more done efficiently in less time. Lesson number one is that hyper-focus is a superpower. You might call it tunnel vision, you might call it getting lost down the rabbit hole, but essentially it's an ability to get so deeply absorbed in what you're doing that you forget to do all the other things and you completely lose track of time, uh, which is referred to as time blindness in the ADHD world. I mean, the problem with that is, especially when you're undiagnosed, is that it often involves getting super absorbed in the wrong thing. So the opposite of what you're actually meant to be doing. The other thing about ADHD that's quite common as well as you know other types of neurodiversity like um, autism spectrum disorder is that we tend to have really specific niche interests that we could easily research or talk about for hours. Uh, so for me, it's like been stuff like conspiracy theories and ghosts and history. And have I told you about my theory about how aliens are actually just time travelers from the future? When people with ADHD get in the zone with something that we're interested about, we can easily stay there for hours. And that's essentially like the flow state, which is kind of the holy grail of productivity, where you're completely focused on what you're doing. I find that now that I'm medicated for ADHD, I'm able to, I'm still able to hyper-focus and get a lot done in short amounts of time. But I'm actually more likely to zone in on the right thing, like the thing I'm meant to be doing. Whereas before it kind of had to be either something I was really interested in or I had to have like a ridiculous deadline, like, you know, the next hour or the next day to keep me on track. Which brings me to my next point. Deadlines are everything. Do not underestimate the power of a good deadline. So while I think that being reliant on external deadlines is something that most people with ADHD know about themselves, it's definitely not something that's exclusive only to people with ADHD. I think the difference is that people who have been dealing with ADHD for a long time tend to know that if they don't have an external deadline, they need to give themselves one, like whether it's giving themselves a fake deadline with some consequences attached to it, or getting a friend or a mentor or a coach to check in with them and keep them accountable. They tend to have strategies for incorporating those deadlines when there isn't otherwise one. And I'm gonna be sharing some specific strategies on how to do that in future videos. Lesson number three is there's magic in the messy. So one thing I've noticed in people with ADHD, I actually have quite a few friends with ADHD. I don't know if we're all just like attracted to each other's chaotic energy. They are great at finding creative, innovative, and like, to be honest, sometimes kind of lazy in the most brilliant way, solutions to things that people who are otherwise, you know, more neurotypical might never even think of. And I think this is one of the reasons that people with ADHD or other neurodivergent people tend to make great entrepreneurs. So they're amazing at taking messy, imperfect action to move forward, even when the conditions aren't perfect, or they don't have all the answers, or they don't have it all figured out. They just work through the mess and get into momentum. So when I was writing my book, it would have been really easy to get caught up in feeling like I needed to have perfect writing schedule and have all my sections and chapters like perfectly mapped out in a color-coded spreadsheet. 
But I honestly couldn't think of anything worse or more boring. I just chipped away at it when I could in like a messy Google document that would just like hurt the eyes of like super type A people out there. But that was really the only way that I was able to write it all within four months. I had to do it. I had to do it the messy way. Fourth and final lesson is that motivation is not a finite resource. I think a lot of people wait to feel motivated before they show up on socials or go to the gym or finally launch that business. And while I think it's nice to feel motivated and inspired and excited and like things are coming effortlessly, it's not a non-negotiable and it's definitely not something you can rely or wait on. I think a lot of people think willpower is just this thing you either have or you don't have and that's not true either. Both motivation and willpower are things that really fluctuate depending on your mood, your energy levels, and whatever else is going on in your life. So people with ADHD know that if they wait for motivation to show up, then they're gonna be waiting a really long time, which is why they often come up with other shortcuts or strategies for getting done what they need to, even when they're really not feeling motivated starting really, really small, or finding an accountability partner like we mentioned before, or even body doubling or virtual co-working, um, which are some things that I'm gonna talk about more in a future video. So I'm not saying that living with ADHD isn't hard. It absolutely has its challenges and it can make some things that other people take for granted as being easy really, really difficult. It often also involves coming up with creative ways to deal with some of those executive function challenges that we all deal with to some extent, which I think is why there are some really important productivity lessons we can learn from ADHD brains and that I certainly have over the years. So I hope you found this helpful and can take something from this, whether you identify as having ADHD or not. Um, I'm looking forward to making more videos on this topic because I think it's something we need to talk about more. And I'm also seeing more and more women getting diagnosed finally later in life and finally getting some of those answers, which I think is amazing. So I'm gonna be diving more into my journey with that, like I mentioned, and also sharing some other more non-conventional productivity tips in some later videos. Until then, I would love it if you could like and subscribe if you took something from this video and I will see you next time.